Gorecast is brought to you by American Horrors, the greatest uncut horror channel in the world. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, all horror. As well as the station of decapitation without your head. America's longest running horror channel, www.withoutyourhead.com. The following program is rated TV-MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. <laughs> that was close. I was actually waiting for you to figure it out, and I've been kind of like sitting there for like five minutes before I went, oh yeah, we're on screen. That's close. What's up, Gorecasters? Welcome back here to the Gorecast on another Sunday, uh, bank holiday Sunday, so I don't know how many people are actually going to be watching in Ireland because there's Aye. fireworks and some people, people are don't know. shit banked. Some people don't know it's a bank holiday tomorrow. I didn't know until you said it like You were literally the only one. Literally, like, it's probably the biggest drinking weekend of the summer for Trippetoe's different people. It's kind of messed up my plans, really, because bank holiday means I can't get certain stuff done. Anyway. It's a bit of a downer to start the show off. <laughs> National Strictly Holidays have interrupted Giz's normal scheduling. It's alright, I got an 80 euro bottle of tequila at home. Oh, that's too great. Well, half an 80 euro bottle of tequila. Now. That's, yeah, fuck it, I'll just put it back to there. It's only four, four, $40, it's the fucking silver shit. No, it's clear, it's not silver. We've got studio audience again today, as per Hi. usual. Hi! As you can hear, <laughs> that's new. <laughs> what people have heard the studio audience before? I've never heard. I've never heard not them actually. Feeling well, so Katie, once the on just came in to say hi. Hi, Katie. Sorry to hear you're not feeling well. Well, stick around as long as you can, and if not, then you can catch us. May I ask why we have you in chat? Not that I'm trying to per persecute you online, but are you not feeling well, boy? I'm actually ill. Or are you not feeling well, boy? I'm suffering the ramifications of partying my ass off. Bank holiday Saturday. With her, it could be both. Oh, I think she's genuinely sick. Yeah, probably. I know. I was just, I was just curious. Okay. Um, As I said, no persecutions. Persecutions. Yeah, persecution. Because you're not. It's not like she's being. It's not like she's contractually obliged to show up to the show. This became a much bigger thing than what we expected. <laughs> I, I was merely wondering if she hung over. She's sitting in the doctor's office tomorrow. It's fine. Ah, and Brie. Hey, Brie. We have an American here. Guten Abend. What's <laughs> 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 American? And and what would I say in American? Howdy. That's very, very specifically Hi. American. Hello. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm very confused with anything else. Howdy. You have to do that. Anyway, this week on the show, we got a load of new screeners in. Yeah, one, well, one of them is already out because we... Uh, our apologies to James Colin Brizick because we had it on the review list before and then one of us was ill. Was it me? Yeah, because I had it seen, and then you were like, oh, I can't, death, death awaits. Oh, yes. Hour before the show, stomach cramping, horrible pain. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. Such good memories. Um, <laughs> I hate being American, so I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? Like, I don't mean, like, it's all right. Americans just English with better spelling. Worse spelling. Oh, no. I... I use those, some, a lot of those words where they've replaced the S's with Z's, those Z's, I'm like, that makes way more sense. I suppose it did evolve from a form of Latin. And colour. I totally agree with dropping the U. Colour. Yeah. 
Col or color. Color. <laughs> color. <laughs> anyway, that's the news now before this becomes some madass lesson in elocution out of him. Strangely, weirdly. Wait, so. Biolinguistical uh, skills is exactly what he's looking to talk about. You, you want to go into multi-languages now? What? Well, that's essentially what we're debating here, albeit two very different versions of English. Although, if you go to England, they speak a completely different version of English to the rest of the English-speaking populace where they drove around to taught everyone how to speak English. Certain parts of England, yes. Speaking of England, <laughs> 4,000 different ways to say hello, depending on where you are. How do you say it in Transylvanian? What? Yeah, like that, actually. How do you say it in Transylvanian? Yeah, she got it right. Hello, I vote to drink your blood. And funnily enough, that's the way it's going to be going very, very soon. This is the segue level. It's a segue level, yes, because we're trying to get it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, BBC, and, BBC and Netflix are going to be giving us, um, well, basically, a rendition of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes! As done over three hour and a half long episodes for season one. Um, written and created by Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss. Ha ha! That's a great name. Moffat. See, this is why I'm excited. Why do I know that name? Declan this is why Declan Moffat. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Get him out of look. from London. Oh, Tommy Dearman. <laughs> and there I was thinking you were a Doctor Who fan. Does the Declan Moffat and Doctor Who? No, Stephen Moffat was oh. the one responsible for its return. No, Declan Moffat's Tommy Tiernan's very drunken friend who once ran a marathon even though it was ill-advised and very undertrained for him. Then he brought all of his nieces and nephews origins from London. Oh, yes. Well, Stephen Moffat is the guy who basically did all the really cool Doctor Who stuff when it came back and has a really good sense of humour and yeah. tells really good stories. So I'm happy about this. Really, really happy. And they've also cast their Dracula in the form of Cleus Bang, who was most recently seen in The Girl in the Spiderweb, I think. Uh, yeah, The Girl in the Spiderweb. Yeah, that's right. Um, so hopefully this series is set to be coming out uh, late 2019, early 2020. Um, like I said, probably going to be a really cool and elaborate period piece that will focus on what more or less the original Bram Stoker's Dracula um, if they do it the way that they did it in the book, or the way that the book was, if they stay true to the book, it's going to be really, really cool and terrifying and awesome. And yeah, hopefully it'll be good. Hmm. Um, that's that story. Sorry, I'm trying to ignore stuff that's getting. I love the way you ended that there. It was like you were. Uh... Like you were brought up to the top of the class or something to read, to read, a, to read an essay. Yeah, so, uh, like that sometimes. Yes. so uh, yeah, that's that's the end of that now. Everyone tore. <coughs> Not gonna lie, it kind of feels that way sometimes. Anyway, um, oh no, a tablet work. It's just the start of the show every week, that's the only time you ever. Every week for two years, that's the only time we've ever had to feel like this. Pascal character, well, it depends on the age. Ghost Rider is getting a live-action TV show. Yes! Um, His own live-action TV show. Yes! Uh, Hulu has basically announced that they're going to be doing a Ghost Rider series as well as a Hailstrom series. Um, Ooh! Yes. The Ghost Rider series is not... I love him! He's so flamey. The Ghost Rider series is notable because it's going to have Gabriel Luna back as the Ronnie Reyes version of Ghost Rider, which was seen in season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just to clarify, people, he drives the car. It's got that many wheels in it. Not that many. However, it has been hinted in his appearance in that that perhaps Johnny Blaze was the one that gave him the power. And so as a result, we could possibly see motorcycle driving Ghost Riders as well. We might even see Vengeance. 
who is not exactly... But isn't it, isn't it kind of like whatever he decides to drive becomes his vehicle of ghost ridery destruction? Yeah. So he can drive whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And ghost rider diggers, ghost rider <laughs> trucks. Monster truck. Ghost rider monster... That'd be decent. Done. It's been done. In the... Uh, in the Plane? most... Ah, plane. Dinosaur. He, ghost rider dinosaur? I think. What? There was a horse. There was a monster truck. There was a horse. In the movie? No, the original. In the original. Okay, yeah. There Which was they had to retcon and make it a spirit of vengeance rather than the original Ghost Rider who was an avenging cowboy. They retconned it and made it that he actually ding, was... Ding, 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 Who do you think the story... That's actually who the, that song was written about. I know. Yeah. In the sky. Yeah. But um, I was saying the new series is set to have Gabriel Luna's, Luna reprising his role of Ronnie Reyes. Um... Hopefully this means that we'll get to see more of the mythology, maybe see a new Johnny Blaze coming onto the scene or Danny Kitsch. Um, the Hailstrom series is also set to be coming out, which will see the Hailstrom twins, uh, brother and sister, trying to track down their homicidal father. Who Didn't I'm not... you say Hellfire is coming out as well? Uh, no, Hellstrom. Oh, Hellstrom. But you were thinking of the same guy, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now here's the more... <laughs> Basically, Hulu is... Now that Disney owns the world, Hulu is... Doing a lot of shows for them. Um, so, from the inside out. So, along with season three of Runaways, which Hulu has already been doing, we're going to be getting, like I said, except the Deadpool Disney crossovers. See, see, I'm willing see. to. Hang on, this is, bear with me, right? This is what I'm getting to, right? Mm. We're getting a bunch of adult animated shows from Disney, from Hulu, from Hulu. Cool. That's how they're running it, okay? Uh, let's see, there's. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's Modoc, Marvel's Hitmonkey, Marvel's Tigra and Dazzler show, Marvel's Howard the Duck. Yes! I saw that! I saw that! Now, bear with me, bear with me. Which we could, because god damn the movie they made was god fucking awful. Awesome. Oh god. I'm surprised you were. Why am I the one? Normally, this would be your area, and I'm like, anyway. The cartoons will culminate in a special event called Marvel's <laughs> Offenders. <laughs> Maybe the most offensive Marvel and Shane. Now that's just it though. This is supposed to be a line of animated a line of adult animated shows, and they're just saying including these. So that Deadpool cartoon that, that almost happened, maybe that could happen again. Because there was a Deadpool comic or cartoon that almost happened, and it was kind of like that's a little bit too on the po on the nose, so we can't do that. We, no, we can't no. do that. We we can't do some of that. I don't know why. They, did, they said they, they said they can't do that, and then they did a movie where they did that. No, this was went. after the movie. Son Andy Faye. Hello, Andy. How are you? Oh, well, we are not going to be. We're not reviewing. Sorry. <laughs> we will review. What the fuck was the name of it? Dead sushi. <laughs> yes. Dead sushi. We will re not tonight because we already had plans. But we will review Dead Sushi because I won't lie to you. I'm freaking intrigued. I'm freaking scared, and not in the fun way. Dude, <laughs> it's killer possessed sushi. It's it, it's sushi that bites back. Fuck that. Oh, okay. It's great. Um, it's great. Onto on more good news. <laughs> more good news. Okay. Everyone's hit favorite home defense expert is back! The Collector 3 oh. has been announced! Kind of. That's what we're talking about. No, no, no. Uh, Josh Stewart, who played Arkin from... I thought he was going to get to pull the lever. 
It's okay. I'm sure I'll get another <coughs> chance. I don't know what you're talking about now. No one does. Ah, anyway, um, Josh Stewart, who played Arkin in The Collector and The Collection, basically tweeted out a picture um, of the poster for the, collector, for the Collector 3 with a little line of lock your doors and the trailer with Giz. Huh? Uh, the new one, thank you very much. But, uh, Killer Donuts. I've seen Killer, Killer Donuts. Okay. But, um, yeah, Park 3 has been confirmed. It's absolutely 100% definitely happening. With Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan back to co-write with Pam yeah, Dad. Question. Do you think, seeing as the first one was kind of tight, claustrophobic, and kind of very much military-style traps within the house, and then the second movie, they just went crazy. Bear traps. And Oh, bear, in the second movie, Bear Traps was the least of your freaking worries. What's it? Bear Traps would be a godsend, to be honest. This is quick. You what? No, I'm real quick. He just wants to Yeah, he'd be quick. Cause he'll have it. Anyway, what way do you think they're going to go with this one? Are they going to go bigger again? Or are they going to go more back to his type reserve? Or is it going to be mono a mono? Is he going to track down this fucking burglar finally? Well, you see, the thing is, at the end of the collection, Arkin had grabbed the collector... Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Because he had done that to him in the first movie. Oh yeah! Oh, it could go hostile. It could be a whole. It could be. It could be Harkin doing the fucking diddly widdly with the. Uh, oh no! Wait, that sounded very like I was talking about kind of Oz or something. No, I don't mean that. I mean diddly widdly with the. Well, he did spend some time in prison. He did spend a lot of time in prison. But that aside, I, I I meant more like tinkering around with random. You mean the torture, the fun Thank torture, you. the fun Thank games, you. where he like, skins people, goes the loop, does all manner of fun things. I'm back. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, to be honest, I'm just happy to hear that A, it's Me too. Out, I super loved it. A, that it's coming out, and B, that it's the people that did the first two that are back to do everything, and it's a proper trilogy. It's got one more through a crowd of people. Brain dead. What? Lawnmower through a crowd of people. Oh no, I was talking about their version of the lawnmower through the crowd of people. More of a dust. Oh, the the crop thresher. Whatever it was, it was a corn thresher. Corn thresher. It was great. It was a people thresher. thresher. Whatever. <laughs> people smasher is what it was. It was a people trasher. It was yeah. a people trasher. And one hundred percent. If you want to see what two hundred and fifty, maybe it was a pretty packed nightclub. You want to see 250 to 350 people, bar, bar seven or eight people, get turned to absolute juice. Like literally, like they, he juiced them. Yeah. Juiced them. Yeah. In minutes. Yeah. It was freaking awesome. great. Awesome. It was. There was like a wave of blood. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Me neither. You got more news? Uh, that was pretty much it with the news. Really? Another bit of cannibals trailer. Something that. But you said we were going to save it till we actually reviewed the film. Yeah, I'm just not going to. We don't have time to play the trailer tonight. Okay, well you're going to have to give me a minute to get up the information because I didn't get up the information because I didn't think we were going to be doing anything about it. There's a new movie out. It's called Young Cannibals. Basically, uh, let's see. I'm remembering correctly, a bunch of people going to the woods on a camping trip, and there is oh. a curse. Oh, something about a curse. And people eating flesh. They get tricked. I think they get tricked into eating burgers made from humans. And, and then they get the craving. 
I think it's some some people do, or there's something got to do. Ah, I don't have the information in front of me because I didn't think we were going to be covering this right now. I said we were, but we just no. wouldn't run the trailer. No, you said we'll save it till we were reviewing the film. Um. Okay. That was. But it's coming. We'll be talking about it. Don't worry. It looks to be fun because the poster. Because it's got young count. I was going to say because the poster looks like this mad demonic thingy that would probably rend flesh rather easily. I mean. I mean, I was unaware of it until you told me about it earlier, so I don't know what it looks like, but uh, I mean, maybe I can... No, okay, don't make your tablet try to do too much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're on track with the show. Everything started on time, do you know? Yeah. Half eleven, on the money, we were there. Yeah. Good, it's back. I made it work again. That was that's good. Cool. We're all into a movie. Yes. Um, I feel we should probably start with the trailer. Yeah. I feel... Uh, I would imagine made in 2013 and then took five years to make because it is a cinematic masterpiece while also as I said I'm on two fences about this so there's I'm on one fence unfortunately I wasn't prescribed LSD so I can't really say whether or not it's a fun fence well from experience of having bad ballast and having tripped many times in my life I got this to a certain degree but I'm on two fences about it. For the same reason. This has turned into a really long intro that I haven't got a chance to explain. Anyway, first up in the <laughs> fucking hell. First up in the review screener list, we have uh, Saint Bernard, which, according to IMDb, according to IMDb, according to IMDb, uh, came out in 2013. Contrary to the fact that it only got released now, so I'm intrigued to see how that went. Although, as I said, um, I would imagine because it was all shot in actual film. <laughs> As in, the whole movie shot on Super 8mm and 16mm film. Okay, which means that all of the lovely colour grading and everything is done in camera. Why are you still making noise? Sorry. Because you haven't turned it off. I had it, everything turned down. I mean off. I can't turn it off. The controls parts the stream. Alright, fine. Good lord. Fuck. <laughs> I was quite happy. Wow. I feel bad for people I slap now. Boss trailer. <laughs> trailer. Yeah, we're going to the trailer. The reason we're putting on the trailer first is this movie is trippy. And I feel before, <laughs> because I know you didn't enjoy this <laughs> at all. Um, so before we go into it, I feel like the fairest way to give it it's just desserts is to uh, I agree. Let, let you see. I okay. agree.
This movie, visually, is not confused but beautiful. It's uh, like the cinematography in this thing is. There's not a wasted camera movement through the entire movie. Everything is used to disorientate you, as is a lot of the um, extra sound audio bites and things like that. You're basically following a guy who's a conductor to the best of our knowledge. Yeah, um, um, from a young age. And then you meet him at an older age where he's, from what we can gather, lost his freaking mind. I think he'd always lost his freaking mind, to be perfectly honest. I don't know. I think all the stuff with the crazy... Uh, uncle? Yeah. Slash teacher. Why is this still on fire? Sorry. Anyway. Um, um, it's, it's basically... <coughs> You meet this young conductor. You can obviously tell there's something going on between him and his teacher. It's not very wholly handy, but not in a comfortable kind of... The entire film is so fucked up, to be perfectly honest. You get that inclination, but at the same time, it's so messed up. Yeah, he could just be batshit crazy. Yeah. The, the, the whole movie, and I mean the whole movie, is left up for interpretation. It's basically... There's, there seems to be no I think direct storyline. We're supposed... We're... Experiencing the film, I think, basically from Bernard's point, the range point Most of view. Most certainly, it's chock. This film is chock full of symbolism and some fantastic visuals that Did, uh, and the practical effects yeah. in this. Are, the guy who directed it, um, like, did a lot of the creature feature effects. Maybe with Bartalos. Yeah, he did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre <coughs> to Dark City. Did a lot of big, high budget special effects mm. movies. Um, is a great storyteller visually. It's just there's no story to tell. story to tell with the images. It's yeah. It's basically Bernard rambling around from one insane situation to the next. Yeah. What I assume we're supposed to be seeing. While there's also this overbearing sense of doom due to these toxic chickens. Is that what it is? Chickens. Chickens are they toxic or something? I think they're supposed to represent like the industrial military complex just raining down on people as they try and get on with their everyday stuff, being fought off by paper tigers in the form of soldiers sent off to die in useless main wars. Okay, because do you remember like Modway they were drawn the men? No, no, no. That, that's true, but that was after. Do you remember there was a guy that they were trying to torture and he was all tied up. And they were trying to shove his head into a chicken. I thought they were just showing him the chicken. Was, was it just showing him the chicken? I thought, were, I, thought, I thought they were like, kind of like, oh, I'm going to fuck No, him. I thought they were keeping him away from it. Okay. Conversations like, okay. I, do you know, here, here's, oh, here's the weird thing with this movie. And I, from a directorial standpoint, I feel he's quite accomplished it. I, I think he really wanted to engage people and get 
people talking. And you will have what I can only describe as many, very interesting, but yet very confusing conversations, not unlike what you just heard right now. I think that conversation right there is the best review we could have done for the movie ever, to be honest. Um, it's, I think it's, like it's, it's an intriguing, it's, a, it's an intriguing visual masterpiece. Here's the interesting thing, right? With While there's no coherent storyline apart from this guy bungling his way through all these different things, it's still awesome it does to watch. It allows for some interesting um, visual social commentary. Primarily when it comes to pointing out the degradation of society. I think we just broke the audience. That's never difficult. No. Um, the most obvious ones being when Bernard enters into a church and you have a priest openly saying, God has said, I must be financially solvent. Give me money. And going around and taking money off the parishioners. Then he sees Bernard, who's twisted out of his gourd, has his own little god in a sack in the form of this decapitated St. Bernard's head. Yeah. Which I have to say... I. Practical effects in that one yeah. very cool, especially as the movie went on and the dog's head's decaying as fuck. Yeah, but um, when the priest sees yeah. Bernard, he just carries he just carries this around in the bag. But yeah, but it's his God, it's his faith. This yeah. is the faith that he has that he will be the conductor he was born to be. It's his soul abiding purpose. Is yeah. that no matter what he goes through in life, as long as he keeps onto this bag, even Miss Roadkill doesn't manage to get it away from him. No, 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 she tries. She tries to even very dope face first into a shit puddle to get away from her, but goddammit, she, she reached right in there. She reached right in there and put the white the fuck back static out. Static boy, that was just static boy. That was crazy. That was, you know, I have to say, I genuinely, pardon the pun, laugh my ass off that bit because I, I, I was not expecting the shit puddle. Came out of nowhere. Much nobody was expecting the shit puddle, much like the Spanish Inquisition, which I'm sure are lines that Mr. Bartholis is very familiar with, considering that Monty Python is the most overwhelming feeling I had while watching this movie. It's like, oh, okay. Really? Yes. The kind of hodgepodge visuals. Mad shit. Granted, Monty Python is aimed towards deliberate humour. Yeah, yeah, But at the yeah. same time, it is that kind of off-the-wall symbolism. This, I wouldn't say Monty Python. This reminded me more of um, what I can only describe as an Aphex Twin music video. Yeah. It, it was like an Aphex... Salvador Dali yeah. made fucking... Moving. That's actually like that's that's good. It, it's like watching a, a Salvador Dali movie. You know it's art. You're just looking at it, going, "What kind of?" I I see. Oh, I see yeah. what you did here, and I see what you did it's like there. When you look at some, it's like when you look at some Dali paintings. It's just like, what are you trying to say? Oh, oh, okay, I get it. Wait, no, hang on. But then there's that. What's with all the melting? But if the melting eye, if the melting eye is coming from the mountain, this, what does the goat mean? What does the goat mean? And this, it's not melting clocks, however. And this, it's wood. This film has got wooden structures all over Lots of this. breaking glass. Yes, but I think the breaking glass probably represents the shattering of the psyche. It often yeah. it happens right before something traumatic happens to Bernard. Do you know, I feel we wouldn't have found this movie so confusing if we had sat down and watched uh, it together. Yeah, but we'd never have actually seen the film. <laughs> well, it would have taken six hours to get through because we're like, pause here for a minute because this is definitely most... fudge. Yeah. That's, that's actually, yeah... That's, I think we just pieced, yeah, we should have talked about this before we went on air. <laughs> it's better that they get the, yeah. they get the, the mindset too. Yeah, it is. I, I, I really, I actually really did enjoy this, but in a, my eyes, my, it was like, my eyes were so happy, but my brain hurt. <laughs> Imagine how I felt. I concentrate mainly on storyline, usually when it comes to films and anything, it's just the way that I'm built up here in the head. So as a result, I was sitting here kind of going, 
all he's just wandering around then. It's all beautiful and bad, but he's just wandering around. He is just wandering around. Yeah. That's what drove me knocking foots. Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine it was like, obviously like his parents died or something. And no, they were like, still alive because... Well, know, were they? The break happens after he tries to do his first gig and everyone realises he's a junkie who's off his nut. Then he goes away from the gig, finds St. Bernard, that's his fate that he will someday be the conductor that he was always told he should be. Yeah. Meanwhile, his parents are like... I like the way they just took a dog's head as well, which is just the reverse of God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Naturally. Or if you're dyslexic. <laughs> the right way of God. <laughs> so, you know, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, St. Bernard's out this month, isn't it? If memory serves me correctly. Uh, I'll the running for crap. I have it here. Two seconds. Who the momentum for for Classical music conductor unravels into the abyss of insanity. Well, if that's not an understatement of what we watched, <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, it actually felt... Like I said, as visually impressive as it is, the storyline is what had me kind of going, the lack It's of the available out May 14th. Oh, okay. That's next week? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you don't do drugs but you want to see what acid is like, go and watch this film. That is not what's acid like. There are some bad trips in there as well as some good trips. That's true, but that's... I, look, I won't... <clears throat> I can tell you. <laughs> from reading books. That's... Oh, I know. I've read the same books. Yeah. I have perhaps not read as many as you. That he is on some serious fucking acid. Oh, yeah. If, if that's the level of trips you were having, it's not acid. It's DMT. He's on DMT if you're having that level of trips. I once got... I once spent what I thought was weeks watching, like, this motocross thing. I was there for about 10 minutes, maybe 20. Yeah, but that's just the time loop. That happens. According to the books that are read. There was also like all the shit that was going through. I have a lovely imagination. I love the fucking terrifying. Much like um, Bernard in Saint Bernard. Anyway, oh, we already did the trailer. Shit. Got the next one. Oh, uh... what up, snuggleballs? It's I. You see, or ordinarily I get like when he messages me, I get like a couple of seconds to be like eh, there. When it's on camera, it's kind of like instantaneously. Ah, yeah. I'm assuming Breeze, damn, was reacting to the insanity of the trailer. Yeah, it, it's a crazy trailer. Yeah. Um, on to the next one. We have... What's up, bunny tips? There we go. I actually... I, bunny nips have been a little bit better. Snuggle balls, bunny nips. From the hips to the nips to the tips. Hardly. Apparently. Can we please move on to the next film? <laughs> yeah. That was in that, um... Wasn't that in the Rob Zombie? Everybody fucking on a UFO. Great song. Went from the tips of my nose to the tips of my tips. Yes. Yes, so. Ah, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie. Sherry Moon Zombie. Anyway, next trailer. <laughs> <laughs> sideways there for a moment. Next trailer we have uh, from James Cullen Bresick, who we had on the show before when he was talking about his movie Bethany, which was also Bunny Tits. 
<laughs> you can do better, Candy Pants. No, I can't. I'm in the middle of a show. <laughs> I'll come back one after the trailer. Um, which is coming on now, momentarily. We have uh, Bloodcraft, about two sisters who are witches. Who decide to get a bit of vengeance on their dead father by bringing the spirit back and basically saying, Fuck you, Dad! But they don't just say, Fuck you, Dad. It's a very sharp movie. In some very sharp and pointy ways. Yes, that's good. That's the point. That's good. Thank you. It would have been a very crap movie otherwise. Yes, I Imagine that! It's like, not like 75% them getting all the bits together to do the ritual, resurrect the dad, and they're just like, Fuck you, man! And then he's just like, yeah, I feel good about myself now. I should have said that to him. I should have said that to him before. What? It reminds you of a movie that happened already. No. No. It sounds exactly like the kind of tripe that they try and make nowadays and pass off as a movie. <laughs> anyway, traitor. Uh, just to clarify before we go into the traitor. That that's not what this is about. Bitch. They stab the shit out of people in this movie. Fuck. Yeah! Stabby! Personally, you go? Why did you leave? I'm so sorry. He's dead. This is our fresh start. I need your help to torture us all. What he did to us was not okay. He's buried. Right out back. You can say your piece to him without being afraid. Serena. We're dealing with pure evil. We can bring him back. We can make him pay. Oh, hello, girls. Oh, what's the matter? You're afraid to come back. He's going to come back. Let's finish it now. Are you ready for this? All I've ever wanted was for us to be together. Together. <coughs> and Rebecca! I have to say, actually, watching the trailer again, th all three movies, just to clarify, I know we splooged a little bit about the cinematography in the first movie, but all three movies this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Bloodcraft tells the story of Grace and Serena. There we go. Uh, Grace is working as an exotic dancer, I suppose, is the politest way of putting it. What are you doing? Fire. Yes, I know there's a fire. I'm the one that said it by accident again. Anyway, uh, Grace works as a exotic dancer, I suppose, sex worker kind of. She doesn't. She's not like. She doesn't do tricks. She kind of. Well, it's looking, no touching. You, uh, it's never clarif. Oh no, it ain't. No, she no. definitely does stuff. Because she said about all the sexual stuff that she had to do when she was having the... F You're making me really jump to the end of the movie now. <laughs> can, can I remind you? In the, at the start, though, I think it's looking no touching for her. Yeah, except for the fact that where she is at the start of the movie. True. 
But in some of those private rooms where she is, yeah. it's girls' discretion sometimes. True. And there, there was a guy, there was repeated very strange, you know, like, or possibly not strange, I haven't been in one of these places, so I actually don't know. Um, but he's, do you know where your man's like, I want you to choke yourself with the belt, and I want you to do this. So maybe that's kind of like a little indicator of she's done more, I thought, is what I was picking up there. But that's all up for interpretation, I suppose. It's just that with the wobbler, with the thing that I can't talk about right now because it's near the end. But she expresses that she's had to do M more and I was saying just that where we see her at the film whatever she might have had to do in the past mm. it seems to be right there and then a looky no touchy situation I don't know I'm thinking it is anyway point is you you know better than I do <laughs> probably so point is her outfit is dead she's well not exactly unpleased with this because we see at the start of the film that her old fellow is a bit of a kid he was the typical fire and brimstone zealot type preacher that basically damned everyone to hell if they didn't. You're a goddamn for looking at him in that way, and you so shall be spoken, and I'm just going to take this money from the poor box put down here, and you shall be spoken. Yep, pretty much. Spoken. Bob, Bob, how are you? Nice to so see you, Bob. Hi. Spoken! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That, that kind of preacher. Uh, Hall, there we go. Minister Hall. That's his name. So Minister Hall finally kicks the bucket. Grace um, ends up going home to basically move into the house. Yeah. Um, she is soon reunited with her sister Serena. Who where she finds her very coincidentally and conveniently sitting in a bathtub. Well, they're kind of messed up in the head family, really. So, yeah. you know, you get that impression. Yeah. Not just to clarify, not like she's just having a bath and like, all right, what's the story? No, she's, no, she's she's like just sitting in the bathtub. We quickly learned that both girls. I slept in the bathtub before. To be honest, it's quite comfortable. We quickly learned that both girls were separated by their father years ago when yeah. Serena was. One was sent away to somewhere, and the other one ran away when she thought the other one was sent away. Pretty much, yeah. That's the size of it. Grace ran off because she thought Serena was gone, and she couldn't stick the place any longer on her own. Because as I expressed before, there's a bit of a kid. Um, as soon as Grace arrives on, uh, or is it Tyler Waters, as played by Michael Welch, who you might have seen from Z Nation, arrives on to basically help her out with selling... And a slew of other movies, actually. A slew of other films. Arrives on to help her out selling your property because it's a bit of a rundown thing and, you know, blah, 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 debts and all this and all that. Um, Grace isn't too happy to see him with the advances that he has straight off the bat. Nope. And is... He's a little bit... Handsy. Handsy. Because he had a thing for her back in the day. A bit... Bit drunk, but um, yeah, she manages to you know rebut his advances and get him the frack out of the house. And I think that's no, she she found Serena first, didn't she? She found Serena first, yeah. Um, the rest of the she film went downstairs very confused with the whole you know the sister. Yep. The rest of the film plays out with us slowly but surely uncovering the sordid details of Serena and Grace's past. Mm -hmm. Um, the kind of stuff that happened with Minister Hall and what the happened. The kind of stuff that happened to. Grace and Serena as a result of Minister yeah. Hall. And it also turns out that they've got an establishing level of witchy powers. Because of their mother, who Minister Hall married and was into witchcraft and nature and things like that. Yep. Um, he basically <laughs> thought to save her from the paganism and bring her up to the light of Christ. But she still kept some stuff around and taught her kids one or two bits in regards to nature itself. Perhaps not spellcraft, but they eventually... Well, they sure adapted pretty quick. Yeah. Um... We also learn over the course of the film that Tyler's father, Sheriff 
Well, Asshole. No, <laughs> Sheriff Asshole. Um, has a hard on for the property as well because he figures that Minister Hill has a whole heap of money. Yeah, because everyone's seen him property. shoving money into a box over the course of the years because he wasn't particularly. Uh, yeah, they all knew that he was skimming yeah. off the church. Well, in the opening scene, he's pretty much sitting on the church steps, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, um, hey, how are you, Bob? You all right? As a result, there's a lot of pressure on Grace to sell the house or, in other ways, for um, Terence? Tyler. Yeah. To get into the house and have a look around. There's even a couple of occasions we see that Tyler lives at home and is basically under the thumb of his oppressive father the same way that Grace and Serena would have been under the thumb of their yeah. oppressive father. And, and you do get the impression that they're all shums back in the day. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they, they grew up together. Tyler had a thing for Grace, you know. Um, yes, sir. It eventually does get to the stage where Grace is reluctant to remember much of the details of her past until Serena kind of pokes and prods her and it eventually gets to the... And shh, you've got to remember. It eventually gets to the point where Serena convinces Grace that the only thing they can do is take vengeance yeah. on their dead father. The best thing I can think of to do to help us get over this whole scenario is uh, dig up her dad's dead corpse, resurrect his soul, put the soul into a doll, and then temporarily find a man meat puppet that I can shove his soul into and torture for a while. In which case, Tyler Waters, because he happens to be a dick and he happens to be around. So And man puppet. Yep. So after that, it's just a simple case of transferring in soul and let the torture begin. And the movie continues on from there, and we won't get, get to... Cause. There are some interesting twists in this film. There's so many twists in this movie. Things aren't what they seem. As no. I said, it's um, it is an interest. It is interesting to see how Grace and Serena's past is played out over the course of these very hesitant flashbacks. Yeah, Serena really does have to kind of slowly but surely push Grace into remembering more and more about the ordeals that they have to go through, and the reasoning why they really do need to do a number on their dickhead of a father. Because he's a level. Mm. Yes, he is. He's at, for a guy of the cloth, he's at like a devil level. Once again, we have a fantastic story, very well shot, very well presented, that is intriguing yeah. enough to keep you Great little score to it. Yeah. Everything, uh, as you said, shot really good. Color grading was really nice in this. There was kind of like this, it was warm, but cold. Okay. Did you ever notice that? No, but then again, I don't think in terms of you do when it comes to certain parts right. of films. The, uh, oh. Certain scenes, when certain people are around, yep. are cooler toned than when other people aren't. Which would make sense. Oh, okay. Actually, now that you... Yeah. Stuff that we're not going to get yeah. into, but now that he's pointed it out, has clicked in my head. Little visual keys. And it's great. Um, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really good. Um, great acting. Yeah. Um, your man, what's the name of the guy from Z Nation again? Michael Welsh. Thank you. His name blanks me every time. Um, oh, he was great in yeah. this. Uh, absolutely cool. And whoever your special effects guy, James, was, well done, sir, because the practical and yeah, the digital, beautiful mix. The special effects really come into the front in, it's called the third act of the film, the, the, yeah. the final act, and just really, really fantastic visuals. And This nice, is the complete opposite nice of the first movie. Stuff. The first movie was like all effects and all crazy, no story. And this is loads of story. Oh, God, excuse me. This is like loads of story that then brings you to a nice culmination where mm. everything kicks off. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah. Uh, one moment. This is out already because, as I said, we were supposed to review this weeks ago, but I got hit by illness and then I've, we forgot. To be oh. honest, we never came back to the episode. Just trucked on because I was so sick that I was like, we're just going to move on. I've got bad memories now. To be honest, that and other stuff had come in and we were kind of like, crap, we need to move, move, move. Indubitably. Yeah, that's out now, so there's no point. So that's not all the normal places. 
Okay. You'll get that. Um, absolutely great. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Next movie. This. Oh, I really like this one. This week. On Hallowed Ground. Or, well, sorry. Not on Hallowed Ground. That's a different movie. It's found out when I was looking for the poster for my poster earlier. Took me 20 minutes to realise. Oh. Wrong film. Hallowed Ground. Yeah. Um, there was like a scarecrow and he's like on a cross yeah, and I was like, I do yeah. not remember this in the movie. I actually thought the same thing when yeah. I started reading the synopsis and kind of went, well, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, that's completely And then I, then I had flashbacks of scarecrows where I was like, oh, this seems very like scarecrows. Except yeah. there's obviously a religious element to it or something. But no, I was completely freaking wrong and I had the wrong poster. It's a great life. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, we do Trader. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That seems to be what we do. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. it's double Trader this time because we got our... Uh, Show TV show. Yeah. Should I do the plug now? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Do I don't care. Anyway, this Sunday on American Horrors, as is customary every Sunday, or uh, give or take, oh, um, the occasional breaks for mental health days and things like that. Uh, we have a TV show on American Horrors uh, that's on two thirty PM CST, and what that equates to as GMTs. Equates to eight thirty CST, two thirty ish GMT. I said it the other way around. Sorry, I said it the other way around. That's what it is. And this week, we're going to be covering low-budget horror. Well, not low-budget horror movies. It's more how, how much you can do. can be made on frack all. If how much you can do on very little budget. With none of them being over six grand. And one of them in particular, which is great, being 47 bucks. Yeah. In the pounds, I'm, by the way. I'm not going to lie. Seven dollars. I'm not going to lie. Out of the films that we did, there's one of them that's just, I'm, it's sticking in my head because it was so, so much fun. Uh, murder drum? Fuck yeah. That's because there's a load of hot chicks going around on rollerblades. In a roller derby capacity. But the oh, you knew that would be your favourite out of all the ones <laughs> I threw up in the place, to be blatantly honest. Anyway, that's going to be on um, American Horrors. If you have, if you're one of our American viewers and you're watching in America and you have Roku and you don't have American Horrors, use channel code AMHR to add American Horrors to your Roku lineup. Otherwise, watch on www.americanhorrors.com. <laughs> Traders. That's a long one. Coming this Sunday on the Gorecast. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah, ten fifty. All right, that's ten fifty. So you can. I can make a movie on ten fifty. Sure. Pretty sure. Let's do it. This Sunday, two men on a quest. What? How the fuck am I supposed to know how to defuse a fucking bomb? They're ridiculously underqualified for redware. You always cut the red wire. It's always red okay, wire. Okay, if you're sure. A quest bringing them to the brink of their sanity. Rick, Jesus Christ, I understand farming's as fun as anybody else, but we're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. You gotta put the crops down and kill someone. A quest to save humanity. The force was not with you, bitch. Mr. Giz, you're our only hope. Action. Drama. Ooh, I'm... Ghost of your father for something. More yeah. action. Just keep them out of This Sunday. Total Gorecast. See, I thought you could do it for 1050. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. what you can do with it. Chunk change. Yeah, I gotta admit, I'm actually goddamn impressed. Anyway, if you want to join myself in the case this Sunday on American Horrors, we're going to be talking about how much you can do with very little money in relation to filmmaking. Join us 8:30 p.m. CST, and whenever that equates to in GMTs, where we're going to be talking about it. Bing doing.
Pero ni que no voy a estar. This land has been in my family for generations. It's so quiet. You're a wolf house and a blood red moon and a night bird screams a song. There's a glory in red. Oh my god. You came onto our property. Didn't you see the signs? Be mindful of that property line now. Nita, don't go overreacting. We're simply responding to a complaint. Our neighbors are vehemently possessive of their land, as they call it. Tonight, we have the opportunity for sacrifice. Sanguis vita est. Sanguis sanguinum habendus est. We made deals with devils. There are many powerful spirits here. And we're back. That was a, that was a phenomenally quick trailer. Our trailer was longer than their trailer. Madness. Such is life. Anyway, uh, yeah, as we said, American Horrors, make sure to join us over there in an hour and a half where we're going to be doing that other thing. And other than that, hallowed ground. Yeah. And this was good. Yeah. This was very good. When Vera and Alice decide to go to kind of a retreat, a Indian reserve, I suppose is the best way of putting it. Yeah. To try and rekindle the Reserve, their... because it was like an Indian reserve, but now turned into a kind of a holiday retreat home. Yeah, anyway. Retreve. They're trying to get away from things right. and rekindle their relationship. They're married, they've gone through a little bit of a mishap. <laughs> Sorry. What? A little bit of a mishap? Yeah. A little bit of a mishap. A little bit of a mishap. Okay. Well, maybe a big bit of a mishap. A bit of a mishap is what it was. Um, so they've gone to this kind of nature reserve run by Nita. Now, Nita is, she's the owner of the property. She warns them that there is a border fence with their neighbors, the, uh, arms, and they are not to cross the, the property line under any circumstances whatsoever. When asked how they'd know the border line, they're told, oh, don't worry, you know it, because, you know, it's marked with barbed water. Which it was. Which it was. Which it was. And a really crappy sign, as was pointed out. As, yeah, and but while crappy, also. The, here's the thing. I, that one copy, I, as you know me long enough, that weird little lines like that irk me sometimes where they were like, the crappy sign. And I'm like, how crappy sign is it? Like, I mean, for you a sign, you can see it. It's very clearly there, as in from many feet away, it's a white and red sign. That very clearly, from a good 30 feet, you no can go. No trespassing. No trespassing. Do you know what I mean? So, as signs go, it may be a little bit dirty or whatnot, but as the actual job is assigned, is assigned to do, it does. So, I, that hurts me, but other than that, anyway, moving on. Yeah. I was just like, don't get, don't be giving the sign shit. The sign, the sign, the sign showed up and did what it was supposed to do. That's kind of anyway. Anyway, while looking at the sign, 
they trip. And on the trip, they land upon the barbed wire. And, and Vera slices her hand. Ouchies! And upon Vera slicing her hand, a really, what can only be described as creepy as fuck child shows up out of nowhere waving a dead cat. Ah, Lonnie Bram. Good old Lonnie. See that cat? Hey, was, what the hell are you two bitches doing here? That cat was trespassing on their property. I don't know. Kids. I don't know. Can I say, by the way, I don't know if this is super good acting out of the child or being nervous on camera, but that fucking blink thing he did the whole time, I was like, <laughs> that, blink thing did, that blink thing he did the whole time, I was like, man, that kid's a genius. If, if, he, <laughs> if that kid added that in as his own, like, directorial kind of like, I feel my character would be kind of a, like a, I'm kind of like a blinker. I'd be a bit of a blinker. Uh, <laughs> boom! You hit, you nailed it. I was like, he came around the corner. He's like, what are you two doing here? And he's like, you know, and I was like, oh, that's a crazy hillbilly child if I ever saw one. Just, just the blinking sold me. Don't ask me why. Ask Pam when we were watching. I was like, that blinking man, he's, he, just, ah. he just looks fucking crazy. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> so anyway, um, as they're asking what the hell the kid is doing with the dead cat, Father Bill Bram arrives on, as played by Miles Dolak. From one of our other favourite films from last year, Don't Kill Us. Or the year before, sorry. Okay. Um, Don't Kill Us. He's a younger. Yeah, he's the fucking... Uh, do you know near the end of the movie where the demon's in a kit and he's trying to get the dad to kill the kid so the demon will go into him, but the dad's taking poison, thus sorting out the demon. Right. And then the FBI show up and fuck it all up royally. Right. Well, he's the head of the FBI. Okay. Did he write and direct Don't Kill It by any chance? I'm not 100% sure. Because he wrote and direct this, which is why I was bringing it up. Great job! Great job, sir! And fantastic job as playing a misogynistic, zealistic dick. Great job! He was great in this, by the way. Actually, everybody was great in this. The acting did not let me down in this one. Yeah. At all. Right down to uh, low-budget Ryan Gosling. He was fucking great. Oh, uh... Terence, I want to say. Terence, yeah. Thatcher. Thatcher, yeah. Low, Jeremy low, Sand. Yeah, low budget Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah? He's, head off him. Head off him. Take it as a compliment, sir. Um, um, anyway, after slicing their hand um, and meeting Bill Brim, who's very nice, and says he doesn't want to get their hand infected, he cuts off a bit of his own shirt and everything gives it to her. What a nice gent. They're informed by Nita that this is a big fucking issue because those bastards are crazy and will lay claim to people if they cross their yeah. border. As there was a bit of a, a bit of an arrangement between the Indians and his family that were there, basically, that goes back to the days that Indians and cowboys were wandering around the place randomly. It wasn't that far back. It was only three generations. Is, is it that? The opening scene looks like it's old as hell. Yeah. Yeah, because you're three seeing generations is like fucking eighteen hundreds. Yeah, cowboys definitely. Yeah, actually, you're right. Thank you, Jesus. But it's not as far back as you make it out. I literally said back as far as cowboys and Indians were walking around like cowboys and Indians. What? Look, man, you know what I'm talking about, right? All right, all right. They know what I'm talking about. We okay, fine. Yeah, there was a bit of a pact worked out, and it turned out that them going across the fence, even though they've been very specifically uh, beforehand, as, as goes with most horror movies, we've been told, don't do this thing. This thing will most certainly result in lots of trouble. But here's what got me. All I had to do was say, we didn't cross into your land, we touched the fence. Yeah, but the kid saw them 
picking stuff up off the land. That's where the issue was, because young fucking blinky face. <laughs> oh, the sunglasses. No, not the sunglasses. Blinky face. Yeah, she dropped her sunglasses. It landed on the other side of the fence, which thus makes it their property according to their law. Then she reached in, got the sunglasses. Then blinky face comes around and he's all like, where do you come from? Then they cut the hand and we're back to where we are now. Anyway, it's all a bunch of madness contrived by a bunch of narrow-minded zealot gits who decided yeah. just because they believe in some imaginary person, they can foust their beliefs on everyone and slaughter at will. Yeah. Which is hilariously fun. Yeah. Now, that enough trouble into the mix that was going on there already. On top of that, um, Thatcher. Thatcher, who is... Uh, God, Jeremy Sand? No, Alice's um, concubine... Yeah, basically that bit of a mishap was that Alice decided that... Well, she didn't decide. That's um, never cleared up. Was it just an awkward, okay, fine, you can do it? It's Okay, here's the situation. And it's one of the things that's interesting about this movie. It does do a lot in regards of delving into the relationship that sometimes goes on in regards um, lesbian couples. Vera is out and out, straight on, 100% lesbian, whereas Alice is bi. And she, there's an argument... Alice that, likes people. There's an argument that's even said at the start. There's an argument that's had where Alice even points out that she was by, always has been by, she was dating a guy when Vera first met her. Yeah. Um, they do, there's a lot of the interpersonal bill has got to do with this, and it ties into when things go hairy later on, it's the reasoning why people are willing to put themselves on the line for others, I suppose is the best way of putting it. Yeah, because everybody, as angry as some people are with each other, there's a level of understanding between everyone as well. Yeah. Now, Thatcher was a photographer that Alice was doing shoots for and decided that, you know what, um, since I'm not getting any from the wife, I might as well jump on you for a little bit. Yeah. Thatcher got a little bit too attached and ends up turning up at the retreat. Yeah. To tell the woman that he loves how much that he loves her. And basically throw a spanner in the uh, what otherwise was supposed to be a reconciliation weekend. That was the, the word I was looking for earlier. Thank you. Oh, sorry. I missed that. I would have just thrown that right in there. No, I realized I didn't have it, so I went around it. Apologies. Yeah, um, so, with all this unfolding, all of a sudden, it turns out that Mr. Uh, what's he says? Brim. Mr. Brim is also the town sheriff. <laughs> and it turns out that the town sheriff loves enforcing the laws of 1800 dragon cult people, cowboys. Yeah. Dragon cult cowboy people. And other than that, then, as you can imagine, what can be best described as a rock, rockets. Rock and roll, killer hillbillies style movie. It's if do you know that movie, Two Thousand Maniacs? Yes. If it's like Two Thousand Maniacs, if they went, what if we did? I'm just throwing this out there, really quickly. What if we did this as a serious movie? <laughs> this is what it would have been, mm. to a certain degree. Yeah. Would have been the crazy hillbillies are great. He's so good as the cult leader. I love Sandy. He's also awesome. Uncle uh, Sandy. We've all well-established blinky face. I think is freaking great. Nita has an Uncle <coughs> Sandy who lives on the reservation with her. He's kind of like the handyman. And there is ties. Sandy has ties to the Brian family. And yeah. as a result, is able to kind of settle things at times and kind of keep a lid on stuff and try and buy the girls some time for them to decide whether or not they're going to lay claim to them. Yeah. But Sandy's just brilliant. <coughs> he is brilliant. Um, this film, once again, is fantastically shot. There is a really good gradual telling of the story. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I was actually a little bit surprised 
that they went so in depth into the relationship dynamic between Alice and Vera. You know, until ordinarily, I'd be kind of like, well, fucking too much huggy shit. But until this later was on, really good. It uh, really sells every, everything yeah. near the end of the movie. Yeah, it's there's there's yeah. stuff that happens. We're not going to be getting into details and stuff, but as you can imagine, in a movie like this, some people's shit gets put on the line and some people got to put their shit in the line to save other people's shit. Yeah, pretty much. You know? Yeah. And saber-wielding madness. Yes, that's it. And then, yeah, there was a co- there was one or two. There was a couple of times when practical effects in this were great as well. Uh, yes, when the blood starts flowing, it is yeah. really, really good. It's really, really good. Um, sh- shot beautifully, looked great, sounded great. Um, I have to say, which is unusual for me because it's usually the gore and everything. I'm like blood, blood, killy blood, cinematography, pretty shots, blah 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 blah. That's me, don't be tea. Those two women's relationship really, really, really had me zoned in on the movie from the start. The two of them work really well together at portraying two people who are in love, but also two people who are at ends with each other as well. Yeah, it was actually the argument that they had near the start that I was kind of like, huh, wasn't yeah, expecting that. As I said before, normally all that soppy shit, I, yeah. you know, but this... This was really good. I really, really liked this. It, it was actually such an integral part of the movie. I don't think the movie would have worked without it, yeah. to be blatantly honest. And you get to see the very interesting oh, that whole family dynamic of the fucking hillbilly family as well, because that's very... <laughs> hey, Ma. Hey, Pa. I'll be honest, there was a couple of times... Also, my lord. The, yeah. That yeah. I was... I saw is that he, that, is he like dragon, dragon Jesus? Is that what, is what's going on? He's the high priest. Because he's the one with the bloodline. Yeah, but like, where, where on the level of high priestry does that land you? Pope. Like, oh, Pope. Okay. In in equivalence for this small little shithole. So, coast. like, seven levels above, like, just basic dragon priest. That'd be the mayor. Right, okay. And then oh, no, one level follower. below mega dragon Pope. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, which is, is three th- levels below dragon Jesus. Is that what I'm getting? That, this is, is a small cult. Yeah. So they don't need that much of a higher. No, but I'm not. I'm not just talking about the humans on the ground. I'm. I'm talking about like, do you know, when you have something that once small, you get up into the big dragons, when in you the have sky, something that small, <laughs> where you don't need that much of a hierarchy, right? You are the voice of whatever your deity because you are the top of the food chain. So if he proclaims himself to be the high priest, there ain't nothing above him because. Do you think they watch Game of Thrones? Um, I don't think they've even heard of books. I wonder if they watch Game of Thrones or they consider it blasphemous. Uh, but there's a woman running the dragons. Yeah, but he'd be having a wobbler. But the high septum was a dude. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. Or do you think you'd be like me with the Game of Thrones, where they're kind of like they're so much dealing with dragons in the movie that when, or sorry, not the movie, movie for me, <laughs> so much dealing with dragons and blood and blood and dragons in their religion that they go turn on the TV and it's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, no, no, too, too many dragons and shit, man. Just, <laughs> no. Of dragons, I know. Well, for one <coughs> thing, I find it hilarious there were Satan worshippers. Yeah. Well, dragons and Satan go hand in hand. Well, he is the dragon. Yes, he's a big dragon. But it's it's one of those things that I've... There's a lot of um, the dragon called... Sometimes in cults, Satan is associated with the dragon. So as a result, they... Is all your knowledge of the cults the same way all of my knowledge about the LSD is from books? <laughs> from actual books. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes! 
Mm-hmm. <coughs> My point is, often to disguise Satanism back in the day, they would use other things as kind of a yeah. cover. And a dragon would Satan's a little too out there. People can get a bit uppity about him. What if we put wings on him? Okay, let's replace furry legs with all scaly. And let's replace little devilly wings with massive dragon wings. And let's replace the little devil tail with a massive dragon tail. Are you talking about making him a dragon, basically? Is it? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Let's make him a dragon. To be honest, and to be fair, those ones probably would have been a bit on the nose, so I'm sure the Spanish Inquisition would have turned up and went, Oi, no. Describe me more of this dragon you speak of. Uh, you know, wanders around. Actually, I'd imagine, and fire. I'd imagine um, the Spanish Inquisition would be saying more like, describe us more of this dragon you speak of. Uh, ah, wanders around, breathing fire. Like this. Ah, uh, you know, flying through the sky, shit like that. Heathen! Compared to turning people to do bad things against God, but no, they're mostly, mostly just laying eggs and been a dragon. <laughs> oh, well, that's alright then, sorry about that. All right, cheers, cool. Let me down. No. We have oh. one of the key. See. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, uh, oh yeah, get my notes out. Um, yeah, make sure to go check this one out because this is a, this is something a little bit special. I really, really like this. Mm. You're laughing like I'm, I'm a bloody serious studio audience. This is a very good movie. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. All right. Jeez. Okay. Did you just make that dragon picture now? <laughs> oh, okay. I, if she did, I was like, that has to be her new thing now, where you draw pictures in relation to what myself and Giz are doing through the show, and then we'll show them at the end of the I'll show. Do that anyway. It'll be like, Charlene, art time. Art to shark. What's the fucking Neil Buchanan thing? Art attack. Shark attack. <laughs> or shark. This week, I'll be making dragons out of macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> macaroni. <laughs> Oh yeah, notes. Sorry, I pressed the wrong button. No, nope. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't have to be <coughs> Oh no, wait, that's Saint Bernard. I went. I didn't go far enough. Why is why is, why is Saint Bernard at the end of this? Mm, some weird shenanigans happened here. Right. Don't have it. <laughs> okay. Apologies. Uh, it'll be out soon. <laughs> No, you're fine. It's grand. It's grand. It's grand. I'll put it up. It's like talk to. Feel space. About what? Anything. Oh God! Quickly. Um. I need like 120 seconds. 120 seconds. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I can fill up 120 seconds. No, 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 I could probably try. No, I don't know if you'd actually. I don't want to talk too much in case I distract you from doing whatever it is. No, you, you just don't talk to me and talk to the other people. Hey, other people. <sighs> Jesus oh dear, that Christ. was a terrible idea. I talked to the studio audience, and that was a terrible, terrible idea. Here we go. Uh, it's on June 11th. Oh, it's not out soon. Okay, <laughs> but it is out in six weeks, which is kind of soon. It's out on June 11th, or June 7th. It's in theatres on June 7th, and then it's out on June 11th. Aha! There you go. Oh. That was perfect. Yeah, that was good. That was a nice little lineup of screeners this week, I must say. I quite enjoyed most of them. First one hurt. Mm. As I said before, ooh, ah, that's 
It's really good. If you do like watching really, 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 really ridiculously good practical videos. effects, you're going to fucking love this. Or if you enjoyed any of the videos from AFX Twin, you will also love this. I really think completely and just added music to the whole thing and probably would have gone into my brain better. Not all the dialogue, but like say maybe the couple of opening establishing scenes where you're kind of like, oh, this guy's tripped out of his fucking nut. And then insert music, you know. Like classical music, if they had like someone literally. Oh, I know there's loads of classical music in it, but I mean, like, if they just removed everything and it was like someone literally conducted the movie, you know. I, I think, think that's what it was supposed to be his mind conducting the music. Oh, I totally got that. But as in, like, rather than, rather than his mind interpreting it as music, he was interpreting all the sounds as visuals. This is how my story goes. Mind blown. <laughs> Anyway, because uh, it's nearly two hours to showtime. So, uh, for myself and the kids, join us next week where we're. Yeah, usually once a week. Do you want to do the bike Unless you got a better idea. You can do it for the TV show, though. Yeah, because that'll save life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could just not be. I could be the other one, not OP. <laughs> I've got enough Sun's Anarchy hoodies to get this promo done. Like that. Okay. We just need to figure out how to get your bike on the green screen. Because <laughs> in here. Yeah, obviously. How? <laughs> the green screen's on the wall, so the bike has to go to the green screen. I can do this. I've got the bike. Oh, wait, hang on. We had, that was a small do we know anyone tall? Why? So they can hold the green screen. In front of the bike? Behind the bike? Behind the bike. Outside, because we're, we're discussing all of this still on air. Say goodbye. Oh. Goodbye. Um. <laughs> cast out. Yeah, I forgot about that. I, I, I just I forgot the out bit never happened. I just went straight into. The, <laughs> I noticed. Um, I noticed. Yeah. So evidently, biker horror. Yay! Is the theme for next week. Because it took me this long to realise that one. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Katie McNeil. Thank you. Thank you, Katie McNeil. You saved her lives. Thank you. Thank you. Um, till the morning when she wakes up again. Is there a load of biker horror movies? There's a couple that I can think of, yeah. Oh, there's the one <laughs> with Jason Momoa. Did we do <gasps> that already? Did we do that? Because they're bikers, aren't they? Still they are. <laughs> Did we do that? We're still on air. Oh, yeah, sorry. Anyway, uh, for myself and the Gays Catches next week, we're going to be talking about a load of other horror bollocks in relation to Michael. Michael, <laughs> Michael, and his motorbikes. That one. Gorecast outish. The Gorecast is brought to you by American Horrors, the greatest uncut horror channel in the world. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, all horror. as well as the station of decapitation without your head. America's longest running horror channel, www.withoutyourhead.com.